We as Christians ought to be in the business of leading. Amen. Amen. Leading people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Every one of us should be leading in some form or fashion. So today's message is important for you because you're a leader and you're leading someone. You know, the prisons in the United States of America are overflowing. They're full of people who have had no positive mentors and no positive role models. We see generations of young people progressively turning their backs on God. Why? Because they have not seen godly examples in their life. We see our society in a downward spiral. We complain that we can't trust our leaders. We complain that there's violence in the streets. We complain because there's crime that's too high. But the question is, what are you willing to do about it? I'm getting ready to show some of you how old you are. <laughs> but back in the olden days, there was an investment firm that was called E.F. Hutton. And the commercial for E.F. Hutton kind of went like this. When E.F. Hutton talks, y'all are so old. Y'all are a bunch of geezers. Wow. When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Amen. Well, I believe that when Jesus talks, people ought to listen. Amen. And it should begin with me and with you. Because there comes a point where every single one of us in this building need to consider investing themselves into the lives of others. Into the lives of other people. Jesus spent a considerable amount of time investing in the 12 disciples. In our verses today, we're going to see that the Apostle Paul spent the better part of 15 years mentoring and investing himself into Timothy. Jesus knew that he wasn't going to be preaching, he wasn't going to be teaching here on earth for all eternity. Paul knew that he wasn't going to be living forever, and so what did he do? He found people that he could invest his life in so God's work would carry on. We need to be sowing into the lives of other people so God's work will carry on. When you look at Jesus, when you look at the life of Paul, we see that mentoring can make a difference. I know in my own life that there have been many men there have been many women who have sowed and invested in my life, and they were used by God to make what I am today. So today we're going to exam examine three principles of investing that I pray will help you and I as we seek to invest in other people. And here's the great thing about investing. The great thing about investing is when you're a wise investor and when you're a patient investor, it can pay big dividends in the end. 
So if you would, turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2. That's on page 1056 in the Bibles in front of you, if you didn't have yours with you today. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, Paul wrote to his young mentee, that's a, that's a Nick James word, if you didn't know, mentee. Uh, you therefore, Paul says, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. A hardworking farmer must be the first to partake of his crops. So consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. So the first principle of investing that I want to share with you today the first principle that I pray will help you and I as we seek to invest in the lives of other people is you got to invest in yourself first. Invest in yourself first. Look what Paul told Timothy. He said, you, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Before you can invest in somebody else, you got to invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, then you'll have nothing to offer someone else. Amen? If your own relationship with Jesus Christ is not growing, you don't have any room to be teaching somebody else. If you're not living your life with Jesus Christ the way it ought to be lived, you got no business trying to tell somebody else how to do it. If your life is not continually changing, to model yourself after Jesus Christ, you got no business trying to tell somebody else how to do it. That word, therefore, in verse 1 is very important. Paul said, you, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And he's referring back to chapter 1, namely to verse 13, where he told him, Timothy, hold, hold fast. Hold fast to the pattern of sound doctrine. Hold fast to the pattern of sound words which you've heard from me in faith and in love which are in Christ Jesus. So he's telling him, hold fast to what I've taught you. Use what I've taught you. Pass on what I've taught you. He told him, be strong in the grace of God. Be strong in the faith of Jesus Christ. Be reminded that you ain't got no strength in it, even of yourself. Your strength comes from God. The only way you're able to do what I'm asking you to do is to be strong in the grace of God, not in the strength of some man. If you're not operating in the strength of God's grace, listen, friends, you will fail. Be strong, then, in the grace of God. You're not going to be able to lead someone. You're not going to be able to mentor someone if you don't understand the grace of God in your own life. So if you're going to lead, if you're going to mentor someone, you first got to have something to offer them. Maybe you've received the grace of God in your life. Maybe you've placed your life in the hands of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've come to Christ by faith. Guess what? If that's the case, you've got something to pass on. You've got something to offer. 
Maybe you say, you know what? I don't know a whole lot about the Bible, Bill. But maybe you got a lot of time on your hands. Maybe you got some time on your hands. Maybe you've got a hobby that you really enjoy. Perhaps you just got a lot of love welled up in you. Maybe you do have some biblical understanding. Maybe you do understand the principles of God. Friend, you've got something to offer. I say everybody in this room has something to offer. Are you willing then? Realizing that somebody has invested in you, realizing that God has invested in you, will you then pass it on to somebody else? So let's look at this from a financial point of view. If you're going to invest, say, in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, you first got to have the money to do it. Would you agree with that? Okay. That's the biggest reason why people don't invest is they don't have money, extra money to invest. So what do you got to do? Well, you have to prioritize your spending. If you really want to invest, if you really want to invest in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, then you got to prioritize. You got to prioritize your spending, show a little bit of discipline so that you'll have a little bit at the end of the month so that you can invest it. You got to be prioritizing your spending. Same thing. If you want the next generation to be better than this generation, you've got to be making them a priority. Are others a priority for you? If you invest in those stocks, you got to prioritize your spending. And if your finances are not in order, guess what? You got nothing to invest. Okay, that's common sense. Later on in the message, I'm going to tell you about an investment in one company that if you'd have made that investment on December the 12th, 1980, of just $10,000, now I know that sounds like a lot, but if you'd have made a $10,000 investment on December the 12th, 1980, you would be amazed what it would be worth today. However, to make that $10,000 investment, you first got to have $10,000, right? So what do you got to do? You got to prioritize your spending. You got to make sure that there's something left at the end of the month for you to invest in yourself, so to speak, okay? You got to realize that, you know what, I may lose it. You may have to realize, you know what, that's going to be tied up in the market and I'm not going to have immediate access to it. I'm going to have to be disciplined. So you got to prioritize your spending. You got to be disciplined in how you spend. But when you don't invest in yourself, you don't have anything to offer. And so we need to understand that when the Lord leads you to invest in another person, first of all, you got to identify what you have to offer. It may be so something so simple as just time. You know what? I don't know nothing, Bill, but I can listen. I think Dr. Gail Satchel said that. I believe that's what Nick was saying. You know what? A lot of times I don't need a whole lot of advice. I just need somebody who will listen to me. That's important. The next thing that we're called to do after making an investment in ourselves a priority is we need to invest in our lives into somebody else. Invest in another person. As you invest in yourself, now you've got to refocus and find somebody else to invest in. Who are you going to sow your life into? For moms and dads, you've got children that you need to be investing in. Amen? You've got those sweet little bundles of joy that they need to learn from you. They need to grow from you, and it's up to you. But there in verse 2, Paul didn't ask Timothy to simply invest in himself. He said, I also expect you 
to find others to invest in. Look in verse 2. He said, And the things you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to other faithful men. Commit these to faithful men. So you not only do you invest in yourself, but you also need to learn to invest in another person. This is like uh, an Olympic torch bearer. Okay? Anybody knows anything about carrying the Olympic torch? The torch is carried for a short uh, space, and then it's handed off to the next one. Who hands it off to the next one? Who hands it off to the next one until it gets coast to coast? To hold the torch high until you can pass it on is the goal. Now think about that in the scope of faith. Someone passed the torch on to you. At some point in your life, somebody taught you about Jesus. At some point in your life, somebody made you realize that you were a sinful human being who needed the forgiveness of God or you had no hope of heaven. Somebody passed the torch to you. Now, the problem comes in the modern day church is we're not ready to pass the torch on to somebody else. And that's the conviction that I believe that Nick is bringing to you. That's the conviction I believe the word of God is bringing to you is that you now need to be ready since you've received the torch. You've got to pass it on to the next guy. And then that person's got to pass it on to the next girl. And then that girl's got to pass it on to the next girl, etc., etc., etc. The greatest disservice we can do to our mentors is to learn from their mentoring and then do nothing with it. What a disservice that is. That's part of the reason why we urge a connection with life groups. That's part of the reason that we urge a connection in our children to belong and be a part of Christians in Action. That's a part of the reason we urge this connection with the Bethel Youth Group. We want our teens and our students to have this connection so that they realize that they need the investment so that we'll have the opportunity to invest in their lives. Friends, we need to take time. Y'all hear that? You don't make time because you can't make any more time than there already is. But you take time to invest in other people. The hope is that when we connect with a life group, when we have our children connected with CIA, when we have our teens connected with BYG, our hope is, is that we will invest in one another. Our hope is that we will get to know each other better, that we will mentor one another, we'll learn from one another, we'll encourage one another. And that's what mentoring is about. That is what mentoring is about. As with any investment, you gotta be wise where you invest. You gotta be wise. Later, I'm gonna mention that company that turned out to be a fantastic investment. If you had 10,000 to invest or even 1,000, man, it would have been a very wise decision because ultimately it would bring a great, a great dividend. I mean, if somebody wanted you to invest in a cassette tape company, would you do it? That's senseless, right? We gotta be wise where we're investing. So what's Paul doing here? He says, commit your preaching Commit your teaching, commit this gospel of Jesus Christ to faithful men who will keep passing the torch. Keep doing it, right? Commit means entrust. Paul was entrusting this great gospel message to Timothy, knowing full well that he was a faithful man and he was going to pass that torch to the next guy. 
That's what we need to do as well. Timothy was to commit the message, not only as a loyal and trustworthy witness, but as a man who would not disregard this incredible teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. We hold in our hands the secret of eternal life and eternal death, and many of us put it in our pockets. What's up with that? What is up with that? Friends, we need to be in taking it out of our pockets and investing it into the lives of not only children, but of other people as well. There may be somebody else, a friend, a co-worker, who needs you to mentor in their life. You know, we don't have time to invest in everybody, so you got to be kind of picky. you got to look for folks that will be faithful with the message that you give them. You know, I'm sure glad that you, many of you, and many other people like you, saw one little glimmer of potential in me. Otherwise, there's just no telling where I'd be today. But we're not only to be wise where we invest, but we also must learn to be patient with what we invest. Right? you got to be patient. There's going to be ups and downs when you're mentoring. They're not always going to do as they should. I always didn't do what I should. Right? There's going to be ups and downs. Back to that company I was talking about. If you would have invested that $10,000 back on December the 12th, 1980, on July 6th, 1994, that $10,000 investment would have been worth about eighteen grand. Over 14 years, you'd have gained about $8,000. That's about $580 a year, about 40 bucks a month. A lot of people just pulled out. That's not giving me enough return on my money. They say, you know what? It's just not making enough. But the thing is, that investment didn't take off until the mid-2000s. So be patient. When you invest in other people, sometimes it takes time. Amen? Some people, man, they sprout and they go skyward immediately. Other people, it takes years. For me, it took a long time. I played with the world for 17 years after somebody planted the seed of Jesus in my life. But they were patient with me. And they waited for me. So we need to be patient with our investment. Now, uh, not only do we invest in ourselves, not only do we invest in another person, but I want to encourage you with a final principle, and that is this. Encourage your investment to grow. Look at the end there of verse 2. Paul said, and the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men, here it comes, who will be able to teach others also. What are we talking about here? We're talking about passing the torch. When you invest in yourself, then you got some resources to invest in somebody else, right? But Paul don't stop there. He said there's, there's more to this investing. He encourages Timmy to, to invest himself into faithful men who will be able to teach others also. That's what happened with you. Somebody invested in you, knowing that you were going to be faithful, but not only for you to keep it for yourself, but so that you would pass it on, so that you would pass the torch to somebody else. Timothy was expected by Paul to pass that torch. God expects you. Are you hearing me, church? Say amen. God expects you to pass that torch. It's not just yours to covet. 
He expects you to pass the torch of Jesus Christ to somebody else. It's an expectation. I believe it's a commandment. The truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ must be passed on from generation to generation. That's how the kingdom of heaven grows. And listen to this. There ain't no plan B. That's the only plan by which God said this is going to occur. You've got to take up the mantle. You've got to receive that torch and pass it on to other men, to other women, to other boys and girls who will pass that torch to other ones. The encouragement, friend, is not to break the chain. Don't break the chain by quitting. Don't break the chain by failing to enlist one to serve in your place when you're gone. Man, we ought to be enlisting and, and, and sowing our seed into many lives, mentoring to many faithful men and women. See, when we make investments, we do it with an eye toward making it grow. When I invest in the stock market, I'm not doing it to find a place to park my money. Because I got so much of it, amen? I'm not looking for a place to park my money. I'm putting it there for one reason. I expect it to grow. When God planted the seed of the gospel in you, he expected it to grow. He expects it. To grow. So don't break the chain. Let your investment grow. People who invested themselves in my life expected me to grow. They expected me to share the gospel with as many people as I could. To share how a relationship with God was possible with as many people as I could. Now, let's look at that company again. That company that I've been alluding to this whole message. And let's see how sound investing should work that company was actually founded in a garage on april the 1st 1976 then that company went public on december the 12th 1980 and let's say you were alive back then amen how many were alive in 1980 yeah i thought y'all y'all as old as me that's good all right for y'all that were alive if you were able to invest ten thousand dollars what you scrimped and you saved and you invested in yourself to do, where would you be now? Now, for this to work, you first needed the money to invest. You had to prioritize by investing in yourself. Then you needed to exercise a great deal of patience because back in the 80s and 90s, it just didn't grow much. People that planted the seed of the gospel in my life just didn't see much growth for about 17 years. But then all of a sudden, it went off, amen. For the patient investor, the one who was willing to stay the course, to ride out the bumps and bruises, man, they saw a gold mine return. Today, that $10,000, because of stock splits and dividends, would be worth over $3 million. And the company that was started in 1976 in a garage by Steve Jobs 
was a company called Apple. Apple Computers. So, can investing make a difference? Yep. Can mentoring make a difference? Yep. Sure can. The only question that remains is, will you make it a priority? That's where the rubber hits the road. Yeah, man, it'll work. It'll work. I got you, Bill. I'm with you. But what are you going to do about it? Will you make it a priority? Are you willing to invest in others? Of course, the whole month of August is all about children. It's all about the Christians in Action Children's Ministry. All about the BYG Bethel Youth Group Teen Ministry. And both of those groups need a lot of mentors. They need a lot of mentors. So, are you going to retire?